If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Hi, this is Mallory Donahue from the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and Facebook group and uh, this broadcast was originally recorded live for the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group on Facebook. So if you are interested in joining in on the discussion, we have a fabulous group on Facebook. I don't know how we attracted and have all of these wonderful people, but they really are great. Um, And a few of you in the group, if you're watching for the first time, or if you are Uh, joining in just, you know, the conversation on the group for the first time. We'd love to see you introduce yourself. And Sophie said that she had been afraid to post a picture uh, during our selfie challenge last week. And she posted a picture of herself. Uh, Sophie, you look fabulous. And I love to see everybody's pictures. Um, The selfie challenge was was really wonderful. It was uh, like we made our own magazine. And, you know, not everybody's looks were, you know, perfect and photographed professionally in front of a white background and then airbrushed, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I really liked about it. I liked um, seeing people like they are every day in real life and what they're wearing and whether it's, you know, completely self-sewn or not. So it was it was really neat to see that. And if you haven't introduced yourself in the group, I think that you'll be happy that you did because it's a lot of fun. And once again, uh, trying to access the live feed here so that I can see uh, if anybody is commenting. I know that quite a few people have joined. Oh, there's Fred uh, commenting. Hi there. And Eric and Tracy. Melody, hello. Melody, I know, is local. The weather, I mean... Is uh, we live in Missouri. It was like 90 degrees on Monday, and then I took my baby out to the car this morning, and she started whining because I hadn't put her jacket on her yet, you know. So anyway, um, that affects our clothing choices, and the weather has just been uh, pretty up and down and all around here. And that brings me to our closet reevaluation challenge. So we have been. Um, I've kind of let this challenge open for a full week because we all have different work schedules and different life schedules. And uh, we, I asked, uh, I, I put up a photo challenge that I can repin to the top of the group if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, that we are going to take before pictures of our closet and then a during picture of our closet reevaluation. So I'd love to see your piles, your categories. Um, I posted a picture of my discard pile. I, I'd love to see those. And uh, then also, uh, I'd love to see your after photos <laughs> if you get there. So <laughs> um, I think I've posted an after photo. I'll go back and look. Uh, and Karen mentioned that she keeps four seasons worth of clothing, you know, just out in the open in her closet because you never know what you might need. And she said she lives in southern Louisiana. Um, 
I'm not sure. I, I just picture it kind of being like very warm there all the time. Uh, but we I we live in Missouri and there is a funny little saying here, and I know that this is said elsewhere as well, uh, that if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. And that's so true. I remember having snow days in April and wearing shorts on Christmas break. Uh, it it really is kind of a kind of a crazy place to live. So I'm I'm glad to see you all are you know, kind of coping with that with your wardrobes. I've never felt comfortable like completely boxing something away in a separate area of the house because I I really do kind of think I might need it. But maybe that's a little silly of me. I don't know. Um, okay, so today I want to talk a bit about um, our justifications for sewing. I asked a question in the group. Um, if if our, our members feel like they have to justify their sewing hobby, um, if they feel like sewing clothes versus buying clothes is kind of a end some game where you feel like you have to make it up to yourself and you have to say, okay, I spent this much on my sewing machine. This is what my time is worth. This is what I spent on fabric, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like you have to make that perfectly even out with the alternative, which is you know shopping for your own clothes? And a lot of people had some really varied responses, and I really liked seeing those. Um, I was very happy to see that a lot of people recognized the therapeutic benefits of sewing, um, that so many people seem to value their time when they were learning a new skill, even when things can be frustrating. Um, And... I, I think that that was that, – that as a sewing machine store owner, that was very encouraging to me. We sell sewing machines here from, you know, $199 up to, you know, $15,000. There are machines with cameras on them. There are machines that sense the fabric every time you put the presser foot down. There are self-threading sergers. There are basic machines. Da-da-da-da-da. This huge, huge range so that – when someone comes in the store, sometimes they're overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, and it, it can be so difficult to talk to somebody. And sometimes people get just put off by the fact that there there exists a sewing machine that is so expensive. You know, like even if they aren't going toward it and I'm not pushing them toward it, it puts them off. They, they think, oh, I could never justify that for sewing. And you know, not everybody's going to own a super-duper expensive machine, and that's fine. But sewing is more of a hobby nowadays. No one, like, has to sew because clothing is so available. But people have lots of hobbies, and I'm going to pick on golf uh, or, I mean, I I could pick on, like, paddle boarding or boating because my my parents and myself, like, actually do that. Um, But golf is really... um, is something that comes up a lot here because a lot of the women who come in, their husbands also golf. And when you buy a set of golf clubs, I've never heard anybody say, how are these going to pay for themselves? Uh, you know, and, and I don't think that you should have to justify uh, such a purchase to yourself in that way. Everyone makes their own financial decisions as as they see fit, you know, for their families and, and for themselves. I just, uh, I, it's funny that the sewing hobby 
gets lumped into this category of supremely impractical. Um, I, I, I think it's unfair, and I will posit that this has something to do with the gender of the people who are sewing. I know we've got some fabulous men in this group, and that is uh, great, but the majority of my customers are women, and I see themselves saying, oh, I don't know how I could, you know, make the money back, or how I could justify this, or that's so much, and I I literally have had somebody say, that's so much, and my husband needs a new set of golf clubs, you know, (laughs) and that's that's fine. Like I said, it's a very personal choice, but I do, I I hope that this group can empower people to feel that their sewing is helpful to them in many ways, not just in a financial way, you know, not just in a, I I saved money on this, Um, and the relationship between cost of clothing, cost of making clothing, how people are treated who make the clothing that is available in stores is an extremely nuanced, you know, issue. It's a big conversation to have. But I... I think that this group is a very encouraging place, but I will I I never want to sort of say that I'm making my own clothes in order to I'll never tell anybody, I guess, that they're saving money by making their own clothes. Just like when someone buys a sewing machine and or an embroidery machine and they say that they want to embroider for a living, that they are, you know, okay, well how many things would I need to embroider to make this back and da da da. I never want to make any promises like that as a machine dealer, and I don't want to give that off as I help curate this community of people who want to make their own clothing. I, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm guaranteeing that everyone's going to save money and have a great time. You know, there's just such a such a lot of things that go on here when you're making your own clothes when you're learning. There was a big discussion about the use of muslins, of, of making a test garment for yourself yesterday. And it's something that we encourage, mom and I encourage, almost every teacher will encourage who who teaches, you know, sewing or anything like that. They'll encourage you to make a muslin. And then some people are like, well, yeah, I made a muslin, but a muslin doesn't always guarantee 100% you know, that it's going to fit perfectly forever. Uh, Sierra brought up the fact that fabric wears over time. You don't know how it's going to, you know, react to long-term wear, long-term washing, all that stuff, you know. Um, You could possibly be put in a funny situation where if you are trying to make jeans that there's not really like spare stretch denim probably sitting around in your studio uh whereas if you are trying to make a woven garment you might be able to use you know spare sheets or something like that uh and that's fine um but you know we we can't always guarantee 100% satisfaction with the first thing that we make and so i think that is important to kind of realize that this isn't a perfect process and you might not always save a ton of money, but from the comments uh, on the video, I am <laughs> I'm seeing that a lot of people are, are kind of past this point. They're fine with spending money on their sewing. Sierra says, financially speaking, I spend much more on sewing than I ever did on ready-to-wear, and that does make me feel really guilty sometimes, a lot of times, really. Um, so I that's something that you're sort of, uh, you know, are you're spending that money on sewing and you're spending your time and on fabric, et cetera. But 
I do think sometimes with ready-to-wear, we spend money and it doesn't get worn a lot, whereas sometimes we end up wearing the things that we've made a lot more than the ready-to-wear. Um, <laughs> she also says, I want to use a $15,000 machine just once just to see what it's like. I just can't fathom it. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> It's pretty. I mean, ridiculous in in the best way possible. Um, we'll talk about machine pricing in the future, uh, but and that's a that's a really that's a really good topic. Tracy says I sew because I want things to fit, and I don't want to wear the same thing as everyone else. That's a really good point. When you do make your own clothes, no one else is going to have exactly that thing, even when certain fabrics are popular like right now that cotton and steel uh rifle paper company collaboration is very popular seeing a lot of it on instagram but i don't think i'm gonna like pass a bunch of people in the mall or something like that who have that same uh fabric on themselves so i uh I, I do like the unique aspect of being able to make your own clothes as well um Fred says, a friend of mine who has a $4,000 model airplane told me that sewing is an expensive hobby. I just laughed and laughed. I mean, expensive is such a relative term. You know, to people at different, I mean, just levels of income, you know, a $200 sewing machine can seem like a, a total waste. A or To another person, they might think that it'd be a waste to spend $200 when they know they want the you know, $500 model, and they'd rather just get that one because it has the things that they know uh, that they want. So um, I I think that the relative sort of uh, expense of the hobby is an interesting thing to explore. Okay, let's see what other comments, if anybody... Karen says, when my husband asked me how much I paid for my machines, I told him, you really don't need to know. Let's just say it's my golf. Um, And uh, I I would say that, you know, a lot of times when we do get somebody in here buying a, a really, you know, big machine, they'll say, I need to, you know, talk to my spouse. I need to talk to my, you know, husband, my partner, you know, whoever about this. And with a really big purchase like this, yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, but then I have had the occasional uh, spouse, partner, husband come in and berate me as a dealer about the price of the machines. And like I said, we've got them from one ninety nine and up. So, it's uh, the the pricing of the machines, the pricing of the hobby hits me as a shop owner in a few different places, not just personally and making my own clothing, but then sometimes I don't know, like justifying it to the people who seem to want the machines for themselves, um, but then have a have a hard time, you know they they have a they have a hard time justifying that cost and then I feel like some kind of I don't know like some kind of Grinch or Killjoy when I talk to them about you know what this machine can do what that machine can do um what you could spend here and they're like oh well I really like that and da 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 da. and it's just I don't know everybody gets to you know find that perfect intersection of uh investment and return for them and I I just don't know why it's so conflicted in the sewing world. Like, 
I don't know. There, there are no signs probably in the, you know, when we, when we get into these gender divides, there, I don't think there are any signs in the uh, golf stores that say, uh, your wife called, you can spend whatever you want. Whereas you see that in fabric stores sometimes. And I just, I, I wish that I didn't even have to have this conversation with my customers. Because like I said, we have this wide range. I'm not a pushy salesperson. I listen to what people want to spend, show them the options that they have. Uh, and this is for, you know, sewing machines and fabric and, you know, garment making. But I, I just, it seems to, it tends to get like so much more personal than other hobbies that I witness people partaking, you know. Uh, and so I'd love to know your thoughts on why, and and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of you have worked at a golf store and you have seen this particular thing happen and the the traditional gender roles are reversed. Um, but I think this is just good to bring up and good to discuss as we go into making our own clothing. You might not always like uh, break even. You might not always save money by making your clothing. But I think there is extreme just a lot of value in making it. And a lot of people have expressed that they enjoy making things with their hands. Um, They enjoy being able to, you know, have that sense of satisfaction. It's their me time, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think, though, that I really do spend less on sewing things than I did on buying clothing. And maybe that's just from my personal shopping habits because I would just kind of you know, go nuts and buy a bunch of clothes. Whereas with with the sewing for myself, I'm I'm more careful. Uh, I'm I think I'm more thoughtful about the fabric buying, etc. Um, I think that uh, I I just I go a little slower. You know, um, when I'm making my own clothes, it's kind of like like for a for a an, an American woman who lives in the Midwest, uh, you know, they tell you, oh, eat with chopsticks so that you can slow yourself down because you don't know how to use chopsticks <laughs> versus using a fork. So, you know, making self-sewn clothing is kind of my uh, um, diet, I guess, you know, for uh, creating clothing. Uh, Janelle commented, I loathe my machine. <clears throat> it's frustrating to the point that I wanted to quit. And uh, and mom says, oh, no. <laughs> So there is that uh, with going back to the investment in equipment thing. I think there's that fine line between finding what works for you um, price-wise, feature-wise, and then also that sometimes getting something that is a little bit more uh, expensive monetarily can actually end up saving you time, making your sewing experience more enjoyable, and you actually end up sewing more. Uh, And... Many of you know that we carry the baby locks in our store. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but I would never tell someone, like, you can only be happy, you know, with one brand of machine. I think what's really important is to do your research. And I, I do wish everybody had a really supportive dealer. We we encourage you to buy from a place that has uh, support. I feel like we are very supportive. Um but I know it's not always possible. But having something that's user friendly and has and and has that support, I think, is maybe more important than the brand name. Uh, so 
I, I just think that all these things are things to take into account. I also feel like, and maybe maybe this is something I should research more, I feel like the low end of sewing machines nowadays can get pretty, pretty low. Like, there are $45 sewing machines out there that I've seen come in the store that are so difficult for people to use. It's almost like, a crime that they are made because I don't think that they like actually work. And I've, I've helped people on them. And if you're at home and you're being successful on a $45 sewing machine, I'm fabulous. Like that, that is great. But I have just, I've seen these things come in and I thought, you know, only with the most attention to detail, the, the most experienced act, you know, sewer could coax this machine into working. Like, it, and and it's unfortunate that that lower price attracts the beginning sewer who is going to have more trouble running that machine because that machine might let you make little mistakes like threading with your presser foot down. It'll let you make the mistake of starting to sew with your presser foot up. It'll let you make just a lot of um, mistakes that cause big problems that can be so frustrating when you are just trying to sew and most of us are trying to sew to have a good time. So I'm going to take a look at the comments. Um, I used to work in a golf shop and complaining about how expensive it can be happens there too. People will say I can get it cheaper online. I feel like that applies to most hobbies. Jacqueline said that and I'm so happy to get input from somebody who says they worked in a golf store. Um, uh, I, people say they can get it cheaper online. Well, I mean, you can get a lot of, you know, things cheaper um, online. But I don't feel like we get the, the just the actual sort of, like, I get some disgust from people about just, you know, I, I, I really do. Um, I, I get some sort of just like, well, why would anybody ever, you know, buy that, you know, machine? And they don't even know the people who have it. And talking about the $15,000 machine and, you know, someone saying, oh, I'd like to just see how it works. I So the, the customers in here who own the big expensive machines, I can almost say that every single one of them has a job that they work really hard at or they are retired and, like, raised, you know, one to four children. These are my, you know, top of the line owners. And they sew and they have so much fun. And when someone sort of dismisses that and says anybody who would spend that is stupid, the faces pop up in my head of the people who bought that machine. And I'm like, the lady's not stupid. She's having a fabulous time making things for herself her children, her grandchildren, her church, her community, service organizations, whatever. And so I think it's it's almost a little demeaning, but that's because I know those people and it it all it like hurts my feelings for them. <laughs> it it makes me feel like um you don't know this person and no one's forcing you to, you know, pay anything for any machine. Uh and certainly, you know, I do not, and you can't as a as a business owner, you know, make somebody spend more than they're willing to. But it 
it is uh it hurts my feelings sometimes and not necessarily you know because it's it's me but I just feel like things are just brushed aside and I know these people to be very kind involved people um Tracy Kaufman says Janelle, buy the best you can afford. I spent a lot on my machine, but I've had it for 35 years. Not computerized, but it does everything I need. It's a really great point um, from Tracy. When we talk about buying a machine, we say get the most that you feel comfortable spending. Um, and that's because if you if you buy, if you come in with a budget and you're like, I'm willing to spend this on a sewing machine, whatever that budget is, and you spend half of it or you go down, you think, okay, I'm going to save some. What generally ends up happening with that is people get in class and they see maybe like the feature that they missed out on. They're like, well, I, I could have bought that. You know, I, I could have afforded that. I had that budget. Why why didn't I get it? Whereas if you buy what you can afford within whatever budget you bring in, you're like, yes, I got the, the most bang for my buck, you know. And that can be anywhere. I mean, I buy things online. The only downfall of buying a machine online, I feel like, is the lack of service, you know. And sometimes the nicer machines are not sold online, the one that, the ones that are really going to last a long time. Like Tracy said, 35 years. Um, she says hers is not computerized. But I will tell you that as a dealer and somebody who takes in sewing machine repairs every day, I have computerized machines from, like, the early 90s coming into our repair area and we repair them and we send them back out for people to sew on for another day. And I believe those machines were probably anywhere from two to $4,000 in the 1990s. And they lasted this long. And I don't know what other appliance in your house will last that long. And so I think it's important when you, <clears throat> when you do buy a sewing machine or when you're, you're looking to, you know, upgrade or uh, augment your collection that that advice is is really is really spot on okay I'm gonna end this live video it's gone on um, quite a bit I've got some uh, ammo for tomorrow though I will see you at 9 a.m keep the conversation going in the group and uh, I can't wait to reply to everyone's comments thank you all so much for watching <laughs>